I want to tell you about a podcast you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. As a parent myself of a child who's had an IEP since kindergarten and he's now a 10th grader, I know how confusing, overwhelming, frustrating, sometimes daunting the whole process can be. I checked out an episode of Understood Explains called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 Plans. And what I love about it is how easily Juliana explains everything. She answers common questions that probably every parent or caregiver has. She dispels myths and is concise and to the point. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. And there's a direct link in the show notes if you need it. This is the Your Cake Ass Life Podcast, episode 54, with guest Joe Casey. Any links and resources you hear in this podcast can be found by going to yourkickasslife.com forward slash 54. This is the Your Kick Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self help and badassery. Because, ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host. The girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Ass kickers, welcome to another episode. And I am so happy that you're here because I have my dear friend and colleague, Joe Casey, is here. And Joe and I are going to, this is kind of a special episode, Joe and I are going to talk about the coaching industry. And before you hit pause and delete on your phone and not listen to this episode, if you have even thought for one second how it would be to be a life coach, if you were thought about leaving your career, leaving your job, and doing what I do, this episode is for you. So a, a while back, I had an episode about it. I got a lot of great feedback about this kind of episode, talking about the coaching industry at large. And so that's what we're doing today. So let me tell you a little bit about Joe. She has 20 years experience of working as a trainer and consultant in the corporate, public, and third sectors. Her flashy clients and workplaces have included Pricewaterhouse, Coopers, the NHS, BT, Toyota Motors, Peugeot Business School, then the Welsh Assembly. Uh, she said she's also worked with no less wonderful smaller ventures, micro businesses, and SMEs. She's a self-confessed geek and have taught at college and university levels and is a visiting lecturer at the University of Chester. She has a master's degree in coaching and organizational development and is an NLP master practitioner, MBTI qualified professional certified emotional intelligence, EQI 2.0 consultant. Doesn't that sound fancy? She's been coaching for 12 years now, clocking up over a thousand hours of coaching experience. Basically, she says, I carefully tread that line between being passionate and a tiny bit obsessive about what she does. She also runs an accredited coach training program and coaches people from all over the world via the power of the internet. So without further ado, here is Joe. <laughs> oh, hey there, ass kickers. Welcome to episode 54 of the Your Kick-Ass Life podcast. And this is a special episode because I know a lot of you out there that follow me or listen to my podcast are either interested in becoming a life coach 
or our life coaches yourself. And so way back when, I think it was episode 17, I had Rebecca Tracy on, who's a friend and fellow coach. And we had an honest conversation about the coaching industry. I think that was the title of the the podcast episode, and it's been a long time, 30-some episodes. And I decided to do it again and have another honest conversation about the industry you know, with some, some valuable tips and tools and things like that. And I brought on my dear friend, Joe Casey. Hey, Joe. Hey. Hey. <laughs> so Joe's coming to us all the way from the UK. Whereabouts in that area, by the way? I'm in the north of England, so in uh, Manchester. Okay. I don't so, know where that is because I've never been there. <laughs> uh, it's the bit it. where it rains a lot. We, I think we have the um, the record for the most rain in the, the country. Yeah, which kind of adds to our just our, our dour, not so sunny. <laughs> <laughs> not quite so optimistic outlook on life. Well, it's kind of grounded. Yeah, well, as Americans, we love your accent. I mean, I'm sure I can speak for a lot of my listeners. So thank you for being here and... Um, you guys, I, I really, I know that there's a lot of you out there who, um, who write to me and like, you know, ask me questions and I'm thinking about doing this and life coaching as an industry is exploding. I mean, it has exploded. Wouldn't you agree, Joe? Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, I did my first poaching course, uh, did my first training uh, 14 years ago and I did the first coaching course that was even available in, in the UK. And since then it is just, oh, it's, it's grown like a gazillion percent. Oh, yeah, that's really a gazillion bad. percent. That's a gazillion metric. percent. That mm-hmm. is scientifically accurate. <laughs> <laughs> no, but well, it's, I don't it's, doubt it because I mean, I took, I wasn't 14 years ago. I signed up with the Coaches Training Institute in 2007, which was only about eight years ago. And back then there weren't a whole lot of coaching schools to choose from. There was like Coachville, Coach U, CTI, and um, I think CTA, which is like the Coaches Training Association or something like that. And there was just a handful of them. So it was easy to pick. And so when people asked me, you know, they're like, I Googled it and there's so many choices. What's your advice? I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's been so long since I've researched. I have no idea. So there's definitely, um, you know, best practices and, and things like that. And I think, I, and it's funny because I don't feel like I've been doing this all that long, but in life coaching years, I'm like a dinosaur and you're oh. really a dinosaur, Joe. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> like grandma. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be a dinosaur. I'm a grandma. Yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's jump into the good stuff. So let's mm-hmm. first talk about anyone that would like to be, become a life coach. Let's start there. What do they, what do you think they need to know? They need to know that there's a lot of people making money. I don't know if it's going to be quite ironic cut off my mouth for what I do, but there's a lot of people making their living and trying to convince life coaches that it's really easy to make six figures really quickly. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of their business model because that's what we want. We, we we're hungry for it. We want to know. Yeah, I, I want to go out and do this amazing thing and use these amazing tools and be able to make a great living from it. And whilst I'm not saying that it's not possible because it is totally possible, uh-huh. it's going to take you a lot longer than an awful lot of those quite high priced, in my opinion, um, coaching courses are teaching you that it's going to. It's you know. I can count on one finger the number of people I know who've done it in 
six months and even then it wasn't really six months Mm -hmm. you know it's Mm -hmm. you need to be in this for it's going to take you a good few years like you know between two and four years on average I think in my my experience before you're able to be making a consistent decent living from it and so you just need to know that that going in what I what I hate is that when when coaches burn out because they feel like they're a failure because they're not making, you know, six Mm -hmm. figures or they haven't been able to quit their corporate job within the first six months. And I just really want to say to people, you are so not a failure. This is called building a business for a reason. You have to give it a chance to build. So, so long as you know that going in and you go in it to it doing, you know, your due diligence and and you have a bit of a plan and you understand the the pieces that are involved then it's a wonderful profession to be in yeah I couldn't agree more and I love that you I had no idea what you're gonna how you're gonna answer that question (laughs) but I'm glad that you this isn't a subject we have covered ad nauseum (laughs) (laughs) but I think that one of the reasons that we're seeing so many people come over to this profession is because of the shiny object that's being thrown in their faces that, and, and I see it, I was, I was commenting on a a mutual group that Joe and I are in about these Facebook ads that are coming into, you know, our news feeds that are saying that you can make six figures um, in your first year of coaching. And there's a step-by-step formula, et cetera. I don't see these ads anymore because I mark them as uninterested, which by the way, you guys, you can do that to any Facebook ad. Please don't do it to mine because that would hurt my feelings. Um, But it's, I, I'm, I'm just not interested in them genuinely. So I don't, so I don't even see them anymore, but like I hear from my colleagues that they're getting more and more and more. And so what Joe and I are saying is that, uh, it is possible, but I, I love that you said it takes two to four years to make a decent living. In other words, don't quit your day job right off the bat, which breaks my heart, which I, I see coaches do. Um, you know, they, they quit their job and they have like one client and then that client stops working with them anymore. And then they're like, where are the rest of them? Where's the money? And it's not coming in and they've, they've quit their job. And, uh, I think my, you know, if I'm going to put kind of a, um, you know, a number on it, I would say to make six figures, be in it for about eight years before you throw Mm -hmm. in the towel. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as like, that's just as, as far as making a living too, because I'm with you. Like I see people quit, a few years in and they feel like a failure and it's like, God, it just, it's like any other business. It is going Mm. to take you a while to build your clientele, to be able to make a, make a living at it. Mm, For sure. I mean, and I quit myself. I mean, you know, I, I speak from experience. I, when I first did my coaching course, you know, when you, they do that thing. I don't know if they did, they did for you as well, but in my coaching school, they do that thing where they tell you how much you can charge an hour, which is like, you know, at the time, 14 years ago, like hundred, hundred pounds, hundred dollars. And then you work out how many clients you you need to get. And you're thinking, wow, if I, if oh, I, yeah, I my like, calculator out. yeah, tw- 20 <laughs> clients a week, that, oh, my goodness that's like yeah I am quitting my job right now and and so when that didn't happen when I was hustling and hustling and hustling and I had you know four or five clients and then as you say they you know they they finish with you because obviously you you don't want to have them there for life that's not the point of coaching Mm -hmm, right um and and then it's like well actually I have no idea how to get clients I have no idea how to market myself and it feels icky and it feels horrible and 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 
you know, when you get the the odd knock from people saying, well, life coaches, is that just like, is that like therapy or what What sport do you coach? Or, <laughs> you know, and you, you, get, you get those and it feels really lonely. You've no idea how to do your taxes. And it just got too much. You know, I was just running up debt. I was a single parent. And I just thought, this is too hard. I'm going to go off and get a job. Mm-hmm. And I did. And I was really lucky that my job ended up involving coaching because, you know, I was just mega, mega passionate and ended up doing it in my day job and that kind of turned things around for me but that whole kind of what I really want people to grasp is there's one thing learning the skill of coaching and becoming a really good coach and then there's the other skill of running a business and they're totally separate things you may be a fantastic coach but that doesn't mean you're going to know how to run a business. Yes. And I, I am so glad you said that. I did not know that. I went in wide-eyed mm. um, with, you know, stars in my eyes and mm-hmm. just exactly like I learned how to coach and I was, I was confident in that and ready to take on the world. And that's, I think too, the thing that's sort of heartbreaking is because, you know, we're not, um, we're not doing anything that's like the, the service of it is amazing. Like if you think about it, like we're helping people change their lives for the better and what could be more rewarding than that. And so we are Mm. pumped when we get out there. (laughs) Absolutely. We're going to change the world one client at a time. Absolutely. Can you imagine if everybody was coaching or being coached and we were, and then you get into the conversation, if we were teaching kids, this is school, how to, yeah. Uh, We can change the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it, it is, it's a completely separate topic to talk about how to coach and the skill of coaching. And Mm -hmm. because Rebecca Tracy says it best and she's like, no, you don't like life coaching. Isn't a business. That's a skill. Your, your business is separate. And if you don't know how to do that, then you better get your butt learning. And that was what I did. Like I didn't even know anything about like the back ends of websites. I'm like, what's HTML or WordPress or C like, I didn't know any of that. I didn't know what, um, you know, and because so I think that we should probably differentiate because there's two different models that you can have as a life coach. You can have sort of like the the kind of grassroots, local, um, more in person mm-hmm. clientele and and business model, which works wonderfully. And that's that's kind of like if I had to name, it's kind of like the old school way of doing it before the internet was so big and before quote unquote internet marketing became a thing. Mm-hmm. That's how people do it. So like. The, um, the alumni from my school, from CTI, you know, that got certified back in the nineties, a lot of them, like, well, all of them, that's how they built their business. And mm. a lot of them, that's still how they do it. And they are making a great living because you know, they've been mm. doing this for 20 years and they have built up their clientele. So yeah. what that looks like is you are doing workshops in your area. You are getting in front of people. You are, t- you are talking about what you do every single day and mm-hmm. as much as possible. And so you're getting more in-person clients and you're doing more in-person events and workshops and speaking. And it's a lot of in-person networking. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, 
best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Yeah, And so like what Joe and I more so do is the online aspect of it where you're building an email list and you're, and you're engaging on social media, et cetera. So when I started, I'm like, I don't even know, like, what is an email list? Like the systems for that? I had no idea. Like what is MailChimp and Aweber Mm. and constant contact and which one do I choose? Oh my God. You know, like you were saying like taxes and um, scheduling systems and like how people pay you and all of those Mm -hmm. things. I took a class. I took like this little teleclass on how to do all that just to like get all that figured out. Mm. And then the rest of it, the marketing has just kind of been here and there and trial and error. And, um, you know, like you were saying, like taking classes to figure out what works and yeah. What am I missing? Um, oh gosh. Well, yeah, there's the, there's the scheduling, there's the money, there's things like contracts and yes. you know, how do you make Intake sure packets. that, mm-hmm. yeah, it, you, you, you've got your, your client forms, you, you, you're doing things kind of safely and ethically and with a degree of legality to it as right. well, because you know, there, you know, you still run your business, you've got insurance of you, you know, all of those things. Uh, and that's before you've even got your first client, right? You know, it's, the question of sole proprietorship or, um, oh, yeah. LLC. do I, um, do I need to file a trademark for my business name? Mm. Do I, need do I need to, to be certified? Right. That's another big question too. Mm. What is your take on that? I know a lot of your philosophies, but I don't know that one. Um, it's kind of different in the, in the UK. We, we have a, a, a different system. So we didn't have, we don't have things like CTI and we we didn't have we have something called the ICF which is the International Coaching Federation and they have approved some schools but there's no kind of one big school or no one big association that does certification so what tends to happen in in the UK is there are a couple of big more academic organizations mm-hmm. so I have a master's degree in coaching because I'm a huge nerd mm-hmm. um <laughs> because it's just like I love this so much I'm going to read white papers on it all day you know and I do <laughs> genuinely my, my husband has a look that just kind of glazes over just goes oh please stop talking now um so I, I went that kind of academic route but we also have things like the um institute of leadership and management which accredit things which are more workplace the 
the industry of coaching within the UK is much more embedded in the workplace within, within kind of corporate coaching mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than it is in life coaching. I think in life coaching, there doesn't seem to be any real desire to um, have certification. I, I think it, it's still a bit well westy uh, yes. out there. Myself, I've met some amazing kind of almost natural coaches and then I've met some you know pretty shoddy ones who have got the certification Mm -hmm. it's not a a guarantee but for me it's about doing the work yeah that's the big thing have you done the work whether you've done that formally whether you've done that and got the certificate or whether you've done that through you know piecing it together in this kind of more patchwork school of life way if you've done the work on yourself then that that to me is the is a sign of a a great coach yeah and things like ethics and you know Stuff like that, and actually knowing what you're doing is coaching. There's quite a few mm-hmm. people out there who are doing some things that I figured, wow, I've not heard of that niche before. Um, you know, there are some, there are some that are just not a bit wild for me, but that's. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess what I'm saying in a very convoluted way, it's, it's kind of a bit different. But for me, I'm not too concerned whether you've got the certification, and I, you know, I don't think most clients are, are that are too concerned mm-hmm. i've certainly never had anybody ask me what my credentials are or although i do have them on my website so maybe they read into that but if i'm doing corporate work because i do still do quite a lot of corporate work it's uh, much more important there okay yeah i agree with everything you said and i i think that um here's here's what i know i won't repeat anything but here's what i know for sure just in my experience with working with a lot of newer coaches um because you know i do consulting with them on their new businesses. And what I have found is that the people that come to work with me that want to work on their coaching business that have not had training, Mm. have less confidence in what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And they tend to take up the time, um, asking me a lot of questions about how to coach, you know, like, Mm. what if I have this, you know, like we're, we're figuring, we're, Cause we spend a lot of time in the beginning working on, you know, what's your message and what's your niche. And so when we finally nail that down and they say like, well, what if I have a client that comes to me with this? And it's like, you, you have got to figure that out. And the best mm-hmm. way to do that is to go to training because that's what yeah. they're going to, that's what they're going to teach you. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you too about, about the ethics. And I think that that's what we call it. That's what we call it too, is the wild west. Like that's what the industry <laughs> is because anybody can hang out a shingle and call themselves a life coach. And, and for anyone listening to this podcast who isn't interested in becoming a life coach and just wants to hire one, um, I think that it's important to, I just for the ethics piece, I think it's important to hire somebody who's been certified because the confidentiality aspect alone is enormous mm-hmm. in coaching. And um, I think it's important to find someone who has been taught that and trained in that area. Mm, yeah yeah I mean the the yeah there are there are some what we've talked about this before there are some scary stories out there Mm -hmm. you know people who've hired life coaches who have just you know aren't anything like I would envisage a life coach being but um you know it is a bit wild westy out there so you do have to be careful um but yeah I hear what you're saying about the the confidence thing because uh a big part of my business up until kind of 
18 months ago was training coaches as well and you know and that's that that journey of becoming a confident coach and and knowing what are the things that are going to come up from a client and what if they do this and what if they say that and what if this happens and on all of that thing yeah you want to be able to concentrate on building your business and not that you know you need you don't be doing both of them at the same time Mm -hmm. yeah I agree and and the great thing too about uh, coaching school is that once you have that under your belt you have like an alumni group probably that you can turn to. I know with the Coaches Training Institute, like we have a very large Facebook group and it's great because people, cause that, ha- that comes up, you know, like you're like, okay, mm-hmm. so I have this client and she's really stuck here. What are some exercises that you guys do? Um, if, if you have a client with this and you know, and then soon there's like 25 answers in there. Mm-hmm. So it's great to just have those network, that network of people. Um, and that's also really important too, because those people, that you go to coaching school with can be in like a mastermind group with you to help you build your business. And I've mentioned that before that being in a mastermind group, um, with colleagues that are like, you know, around the same kind of level that you are in business can be invaluable to your success. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the, I think it was, it was the make or break thing for me. It was, you know, in terms of being able to, to do this, you need someone to talk you down from the ledge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as well as doing all that kind of cheering you on and brainstorming <laughs> and things like that, you also need the people who just go, guys, I have just had the worst experience ever. And people to go, okay, just calm the F down. Yes, yes. Just step back from this. And yeah, absolutely invaluable. And people get it because if you're not in this online, I know we've kind of talked about this a little bit on Facebook about, you know, my husband's a, a broadcast engineer and I think your husband's an engineer as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No clue what I like. No, it, no yeah. clue. bless him. You know, we've been together like 10 years now and we've been married for seven and he still has that look in his face. Just we call it our active listening faces. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I practice him. that. Yeah. No idea what he's talking, what I'm talking <laughs> about. <laughs> and you know, my, my, my parents don't and most of my friends who have, you know, regular jobs don't and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's really important when you, that you have people who, uh, you, at least you have that shorthand with about, you know, well, this is what I'm talking about and, and these are the type of issues instead of getting those blank faces like, huh? Yeah. Why is that a problem? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you can do that? Can you make money doing that? Do you like, what? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, um, you guys, we are going to keep talking here. And I, if you're interested in learning more, Joe and I are going to host a webinar on June 30th at 2 p.m. Eastern time. And we're going to talk to you about the six biggest mistakes that life coaches make and how to avoid them. And Joe, remind me where they go to sign up for that. Do they just go to getyourassofftheground.com and they can sign up? Yes. Uh, yes, we've got a <laughs> fantastic name that you came up with. I'm giving you full credit. I know. <laughs> getyourassofftheground.com and uh, you can sign up there for the webinar and, and get a few more of the details there. But, uh, but yeah, it's well, going to be I'm, really good fun. I am surprised that URL wasn't taken, you know, for some kind of exercise group. But like that's the reason that I wanted to name it that. And I, I taught a class for coaches, uh, I think last year called Get Your Ass Off the Ground because that's what we love to teach people how to do because it's overwhelming in this business. Like, where do I start? And I think, I think, well, um, I don't think that this is one of the things we're going to talk about in the webinar, but I, what a mistake that I see coaches make is they try their damnedest to build their social media presence. Mm. And that's not getting your ass off the ground. (laughs) Those are, some people call them vanity metrics. Um, and really like where, where it's at is if you're, if you're going to run an online business, it's building your list. So 
Yeah. Eventually in the class that we're going to teach um, next month, we will teach you how to do that because there sure is a method to the madness. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's one of the things if I, if I think back, I know, you know, I keep thinking, what would I have wanted to know when I first started out? And I hey, think that's one of the interview questions I was going to ask you. So, oh, really? <laughs> so I oh, sorry. have the floor. <laughs> Do you want me to sponsor it now? Or I'll do you want to go and like take a break oh, and have okay. some donuts and you can just keep talking? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I think I'd have wanted somebody to say, okay, do these things, forget about all of this. Yes. And you know, it's having that list of things that you don't have to worry about as well as these are the things that work. These are the, the kind of almost like the fundamental things you need to be focusing on and you need to be doing and forget about all of this mm-hmm. because you do not need to worry about oh, I don't know conversion metrics on your sign up site right, if you're right. only getting 30 people a month to your website which I was for the first yeah. year of mm-hmm. my you know, you reality yeah. you don't get a thousand visitors so it doesn't really matter how well you're you know your latest uh, sign-up pages convert in. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've done webinars on that. I've attended classes on things like that. I'm just, you know, you don't need it. You don't need to worry Not about yet. your followers. You don't need to worry about, you know, how you structure and write your ebook, and you need to stop overthinking what your freebie giveaway is going to be. stop paying tons and tons and tons of money for mm. that. Yes, yeah. yes. There's a lot sure. you can DIY in the beginning. Um, Absolutely. And you don't expensive website, in my opinion. No. In fact, you don't. I, you know, I say to, to my clients initially, you, you basically need three pages on your website. If you're going to do it kind of really minimum, you need three pages. A homepage which tells people exactly, as soon as they land on it, what, what you, you do, do for them. <laughs> and about and not... I'm a life coach that helps people live their best lives. Yes. What the hell does that mean? I know. Oprah, you know, managed it, but you know. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So, join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts, starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. 
you get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Yeah, well, and you know, that's there's something to say about that. I think that people, and this is really interesting because it's kind of going back to what I was saying before about um, the like the old school coaches that started in the 90s. And a lot of them, if you look like their websites aren't great and beautiful and sparkly, and they do say things, they use like coach jargon, that's what we call it, on their websites where they talk about, you know, stepping into their most authentic life and things like that, which we recommend as new coaches not to do. But here's the difference. They've been doing it for 20 years and they have most of their clients come from referrals because they have a large referral base. Yeah. That's the difference. So it's like, I'm really honest with people. Like if you started your coaching business in 1995 or even like 2005, there's a big difference than starting your coaching business in 2015 because the pool of, oh, I I will say this too. I'll probably talk about this on the webinar as well. So I did a, um, in Google, you can compare, um, different things of what people are typing into Google to see. So I typed in, I wanted to know the difference of how many people are typing in how to become a life coach versus how many people are typing in. Um, I want, uh, I want, I need a life coach. So how many people are looking for life coaches versus looking to become a life coach and guess, <laughs> guess which one had way more. This is going to come out in our, in our favorite. <laughs> I know. But, and it's like, here's the thing. So, and this isn't to say like, wah, wah, don't become a life coach. No, mm. I, I hope that there are more life coaches in the world because the world needs coaching. And oh, here's the really good news too. We are experiencing as a culture kind of like this conscious awakening and this like spiritual uprising where people are tired of feeling like shit. And they know like therapy isn't like this taboo subject anymore. And people know that life coaches exist. And a lot of people actually know what life coaches do. So that's really, really great news for us. Mm. So my point is that you have to stand out in this very noisy market. And if you're not getting help for your actual business, good luck. Mm. (laughs) That's all I want to say. And it's like, I hate to say it, but you know, had I not gotten help with my business, I don't know where I would be today. I would probably still have liveyouridealife.com, which was my first URL, which is okay, but it's not nearly as good as the brand that I built today. Mm. And I built that brand because of tenacity, because of, I, I always say there's like three things that you really need um, as a coach. It's patience, perseverance, and hustle. And so it was those three things that have carried me and, and built my success and help and help yeah. to learn how to build a business. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's just, it would be lovely if you could just, you know, pay somebody, I don't know, $1,000, build me a website, and then suddenly you just have this list of people just emailing you straight away saying, can you be my life coach, please? That would be lovely, but that's fantasy land. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't happen. Um, and, and you need to be able to tell people what you can do for them, you know, why you're, you're different. And that doesn't mean, you know, 
different as in, well, I'm green and I have two heads different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. different as in you've got to be able to let your personality and your unique combination of skills and experiences and background shine through. That's another thing I see coaches do. They like try and reinvent themselves into the you know the the latest life coach that they really admire Mm -hmm. yeah and they they almost downplay all of the things that makes them unique you know the 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 mess ups the the mistakes that we've made Mm -hmm. in our lives the 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 those great big awful learning experiences Mm -hmm. that life throws at us all of that can be be used as part of your not just your skills as a coach but if you choose to, as part of your brand as a coach, because if you're saying to people, hey, I'm just perfect, and let me show you how to be perfect too, that's just, ugh, who would want to hire a coach like that? But if you're saying, you know, look, I am human, and this is the path that I've walked, and this is the journey that I've been on, this is the one that I'm still on, that is so much more compelling mm-hmm. to be able to to do that. But it's a way that you do that in a way that is going to show potential clients how you can help them rather than it just being this is my story this is all about me and that's quite a tricky one to pull off and that's something that I see coaches struggle with a lot and I know that's where you know a lot of the work you do a lot of the work Rebecca Tracy does a lot of the work that I do it's helping people to kind of craft that message in a way that's going to get people to go oh I see how she can help me or Mm -hmm. how he can help me Mm -hmm. yeah that's and and I'm I'm glad that you uh, went down that path because we're not therapists and it's like the old Mm. therapy and social worker model. And it's actually, I shouldn't say old, but it's like the original, I guess I should say Mm. where, um, they were taught and trained to not talk about their own lives and their own vulnerabilities. It's just, it's part of how that works. And I think it works for them. Like I do know some therapists who are also coaches. And so they kind of do the best of both worlds And I wonder if that's tricky for them, but I I make up that it probably is a little bit, but I think that we're seeing this huge new trend of helping professionals who are also talking about their own lives. I mean, look at Glennon Doyle Milton from Momistry, who's got a gigantic following, who goes Mm. on tour and she, um, it's not really really her business model. She's a philanthropist, uh, which is amazing, but she has built a business basically on telling her story and being really, really vulnerable. I mean, it's the same thing Mm. with Brene Brown. I mean, she has a research background and she's in academia, but, but this is what's happening. And this makes me so happy because like, Oh, Mm. we actually get to be human and see each other. Yeah. Cause you know, you're hiring a coach, you're not hiring a um, I don't know, a computer program right. or a robot or something, you know, and it's, it's, I think that's where the internet can be a hindrance and can be a real help to us kind of micro business entrepreneurs. We're doing it on our own. You know, you haven't got a hundred thousand dollar marketing budget, but you can stand out as you because you, it, it's all about human connection. Mm-hmm. It is. And, you know, I just, I, one of my favorite things that I love doing is when I first work with a coach is I I, want to know what their stories are. Like, what have you overcome? Like, where is your struggle? And so many of them are hesitant to talk about it. And I get that. Like I I can sympathize because at one point it's like, here they are starting a brand new business and they want to put their best foot forward. They want to, you know, make people, know that they are a great coach and they're good at what they do and they are they they have the solution for their ideal client's problem. And then on the other hand, and I'm like, no, tell them your face down in the dirt story. <laughs> 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 and they're like, no. So my 
advice there is to ease in. You know, it's like, I always say like, you don't have to get naked on the first date. Just like take your jacket off and just, you know, put your guard down and, and at least mention, you know, okay, I've been through a divorce. I've been through an eating disorder. I've been through, you know, X, Y, and Z. And then as you get more confidence and as time goes on, maybe you write a blog post about it, but these are the store, like, and if you ever want like a speaking career, like we, we teach through stories. And so it just is really important for you to start and try to get vulnerable. And this is doing your own work. And, you know, I'm kind of switching gears here, but this is another thing I see that coaches do that. <laughs> makes them not successful is they don't work on themselves while they're building mm. their business. Yeah. Oh, because if you want the, the, the biggest learning or one of the biggest learning experiences that you can go through in terms of self growth, start your own business. It will bring <laughs> right? all of your stuff. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> don't like feeling exposed. Start, start your, your own business. business. You yeah. Know? Don't Stop. like having money issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Need approval? Scared somebody won't like you? <laughs> Pour out the blog post where, you know, you get the first person just going, you're the biggest idiot I've ever heard of. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've gotten those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> great, great learning experiences. But they are, and it's true. And, and that's one of the reasons why having, you know, a community around you and having a mastermind group, because yes. when you get those up-leveling moments as we call them in the coaching yeah. world i call them um afcos another fucking growth opportunity oh yeah yeah <laughs> it's true it's all true and oh yeah yeah yeah. okay i want to ask you one more question before we wrap it up here so what surprises you about this industry how it changes i think mm-hmm. um the the kind of what seems to be flavor of the month or what seems to be the thing everyone's doing, it will be totally different in three months' time. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the whilst having the, the strategies and having the, you know, an eye on, okay, what, what seems to be working right now is really important. It's also really important to be grounded and think, okay, what are the fundamentals that I, that I can be doing? Yeah. You know, I can remember... Six months ago, it was all about video Facebook ads. Now it seems to be all about Periscope. Periscope seems to be, seems to just exploded on my mm-hmm. timeline this, this first, you know, few days, few weeks. All of those things will, will carry on changing. Um, and I'm also on a more optimistic note. I'm just, I'm really impressed with how, how we keep on going and how many people are wanting to take this step away from, I suppose, what might have been seen as a safe career and, you know, doing, you know, working in corporates or, or something mm-hmm. like that. And actually going out there and putting themselves out there and building something that matters and wanting to do this work in the world. And yeah. that keeps me really optimistic and smiley pretty much every day. I, I just, <laughs> I, I love that. And I, I feel like such a Debbie Downer sometimes and, and get really cynical. And I think it's, it's really only because we see so much, I, I, we see so much of the glittery part of it. And I like to shine the light on the truth because I am a truth teller and I, you could always count on me for honesty. And so I'm glad that you said that because the pros in this industry are phenomenal. I mean, this job is 
if I had known how amazing it was, you know, when I first started, I would have started sooner because I dragged my feet in signing up for training for years. And so I, I mean, it's great. Like I get to make my own schedule and, you know, go to my kids' classes when I want to and pick them up from school. And, um, it just, it's my, I had a coach one time and she called all that stuff cosmic cash because it's like all the really great stuff about the, this job that isn't actual cash money. And I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. And I think that, you know, if you've been called to do this, then you absolutely need to. And it might look different than, you know, what Joe and I have built or what you see out there from these seasoned coaches. You know, maybe it's corporate coaching that's within the company that you work for, or maybe it's a health coach um, for a network marketing company, or maybe it's, um, you know, there's, there's so many varieties that you're not limited. You know, Joe and I talk a lot about life coaching because it's like one of the most common, you know, I would say next to corporate coaching, but there's, there's lots of different varieties of it. And, um, I just, I think it's the best job on earth. Mm. No, I agree. I agree. But yeah, <laughs> but we would say that, wouldn't we? We would. We would. Uh, well, thank you so much for being here. And again, you guys, at getyourassofftheground.com, you can mm-hmm. sign up the... Um, webinar is the 30th. So it's coming up soon at 2 PM. There will be a recording that is only available for a few days. So we would love to see you there. The six biggest mistakes coaches make and how to avoid them. We are going to be talking about some juicy stuff. So Mm -hmm. we hope to see you there. Any parting words you have for us? No, just that it's going to be awesome. Be there or be square. It is. It is. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being here and for showing up. I I'm so grateful to have you as listeners to the Your Kick-Ass Life podcast, and I will see you next time for episode 50-something. I don't know. (laughs) 55, (laughs) I think, is the next time. Until then, I will see you in cyberspace. Bye-bye. Hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. 
It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.